0: It's just going to be me, you're going to listen to me talk about beer for the next 60 or so minutes. I uh, hope you are interested. It's just going to be a lot of soliloquy. Um, actually, no. Uh, I am joined uh, by Sean Cookies. going to sit in as guest host. Sean, how, would people, uh, how would people know you, Sean? Uh...
1: I I hope people know me by my beer professionalism. Some people won't know me by just the alcoholic at the end of the bar. (laughs) Your unprofessionalism. Unprofessionalism.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are going to be joined uh, by the fine folks from Modest Brewing. We've got John and Dan in the house. How are you guys doing?
2: Good, man. Thanks for having me. Good,
0: thanks. And you guys have brought a special guest with you today. Why don't I let you make the introduction?
1: Ladies and gentlemen... Harmar superstar it is i Harmar our superstar
0: <laughs> All right. well, we don't usually do musical guests on the show yeah but, but this is a, a special a special thing
3: yeah i mean i'm really good at drinking beer so this makes sense
0: <laughs> i was gonna say we I, I believe we have a few acquaintances in common and, and i have uh, i have pretty good authority that um this collaboration you've worked on with modest may not be your first minnesota beer really i mean that you've <laughs> collaborated on yeah but not that you've enjoyed
3: oh yeah yeah definitely i've drank I, I drink a lot of beers in the state of minnesota <laughs> and uh have many friends who have their own beers so i i help them out by drinking theirs <laughs> and uh <laughs> hey, yeah so i i became the perfect candidate to team up with modest and uh you're so generous put my yeah. face on cans <laughs> thank
0: you
2: <laughs> <laughs> so how did this
0: uh how did this come about you guys were just sitting around at grumpy's one day and decided hey let's let's yes, something together
3: that's exactly yes, it. yes. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next question, yeah no. <laughs> uh they're all grumpies related, but uh now yeah it, we uh we all kind of center around in northeast uh kind of grumpies as our regal beagle if mm-hmm. if you will, and uh and yeah, Dan and I were just sitting around one day, kind of, I think we were originally talking about the uh the first anniversary party last year, mm-hmm. but it just didn't come together in time and uh.
0: Really, I've usually brewers are just Johnny on the spot, planning well in advance, have, have things thought out. Yeah. 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 Really good planners.
3: I think I was the holdout. I think I was like, you know, I got too many shows coming up. I don't want people to get sick of me, so let's wait a year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 funny that you guys come together on, on, on an event and in really a, a product and had, had issues making it together the first time but put it together the second time i always when people talk about the the brewing industry i often say it's you know a lot of times people who brew are a lot like musicians just have a lot of stuff going on but are always you know irons in the fire juggling if you will and it's like the really great people always busy but not always great Planners, (laughs) Planners, yep. <laughs> yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think
3: it's well, With enough together, time, right? we can pull something right. off. Well, right. luckily, <laughs> we're both
4: less busy in the winter when we just sit at Grumpy's, and that's when the planning starts. Yeah. yeah.
0: If you have a year notice, yeah. musicians <laughs> and brewers can yeah. make something happen together.
4: Yeah. I mean, we came <laughs> up really
3: with a up. we came up with a whole new brewery and, and line of about fifty new beers by yep. the, the, the end of the first <laughs> brainstorming session, <laughs> down to like a milk and cookies out for Christmas. To leave out for Santa Claus so dad can have a beer in the middle of the night. I think you came up with craft beer with a K, which is a macaroni and cheese beer. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. There's some disgusting ones in there. I have the list. I, I was on they board with the uh,
0: the cookie stuff. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, just for the, you know, just for fun. You got to make that craft beer.
0: No, I can see lactose, some cocoa nib. I'm, I'm 100% on board, but I don't know about the the K with the, the craft.
1: That, that's your cheese, issue with that? Not the cheese, the, the K. Yes.
3: Yeah,
0: the K. Just well, saying. It's, it's, you're he's saying. a pet ant. Oh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so back to the beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the name of it is Harmar Superstar and Manas Brewing present the bye-bye 16 ounce personal tall boy best summer ever beer yes sir that's a mouthful
3: we wanted to make the longest beer title possible Uh, (laughs) also also constructed at grumpy's on a different meeting yeah yeah it was a great (laughs) meeting like lots
0: of meetings at Grumpy's. yeah
3: we did a lot of business done for sure (laughs) but uh yeah i just tried to cram as many of my uh album titles and single names in uh in one name as I could, and it turns out that they all can be pretty beer-related beer if you really, if you really want to you, go. You for might it. have
0: fit in more had you not ran out of room on the can. Exactly,
3: exactly. <laughs> you only yeah. have so much
2: space to work with. Yeah,
3: <laughs> we're only so audacious. Just wait till the next collaboration. Need a peel-off right? can that, they'll, they'll <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. peel off that the yeah exactly medicine bottle <laughs> a pop, pop a book on a can. So, so, of course, the ultimate uh,
0: you know collaboration on this product is is a release party where I'm assuming there might be some music in, involved. Is that correct?
3: Oh, yeah. I'm playing the the, uh, the release party and the second anniversary party for Modest on Saturday, April 14th, down at the, the tap room. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marijuana Death Squads will be joining as well as, man, there's so many, Canthrone. Yeah.
4: Canthrone, is a metal band,
2: uh, who's actually our delivery driver's metal band. Nice. I and mean, he's got a country band also. And so he's his country band's called Beard, and they're going to play back to back. Isn't it all the same guys? It's the same
3: guys. Okay. <laughs> yep.
0: that's awesome. That kind of like I was a big fan of uh, Hank Williams the Third back in the day, and he uh, oh, he kind of yeah. had that same same mojo. Oh yeah, kind yep. hard yep. of hardcore. Ask Jack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So uh, that's nice. I kind of see the the two genres crossing over. It's kind of fun to see. Yeah. So it, it, what can we expect uh, when we show up to the to the anniversary party? Is it going to be just just this beer, just rock and roll all nighters. Are going to be food? You guys, of course, are are known now, I guess, for your collaboration with um, Curious Goat. You guys have them in residence. Are they going to be there slinging food? Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Are they doing anything special for the anniversary, or just uh, just doing what they do spectacularly well?
2: I think Ian's got some stuff up his uh, up his sleeve. Yeah, he's always got something cool. It'll be the Furious Goat that night. It's going to be it's, very yeah. spicy. Yes. <laughs>
0: the cheese curds uh, that they oh, make, I oh, yeah. dream Out about those world. cheese curds. Yeah, the what well, they had like the habanero honey, I think was last yep. time they oh, yeah. had, and they were um uh, goat goat cheese cheese curds. Yep. just yeah, say it slower, dude, dude. <laughs> Goat <laughs> cheese cheese oh. curds. <laughs> no, no backwards, Kade. <laughs> no, no, no,
3: no. Hey, it's not backwards. This is corn.
0: <laughs> well let's, let's talk a little about um your your music um mr superstar and, yes and how how this kind of came to be here i guess renowned in minnesota um one of our our treasures here um how well, thank uh, you <laughs> how uh, how did your existence come to be how did you get your your roots and your start here in um
3: you know i was uh i've been in bands for a long time um started in like noisy kind of screamy punk bands and then um and then kind of moved on to like a more of an Elvis Costello project called Sean Na Na. And uh, I realized that at the after parties for my shows on tour, it'd be a lot more fun to like sing to like uh, TLC and jump off the couch like with, <laughs> with girls at the after party. And that's like the music they actually wanted to hear. And I was like, wait a second. Maybe I should just start making R&B music because this is what I actually listen to in my free time right now. And uh, and that's just how it kind of came together. I was like, why not bring this party to my shows, and then that kind of just where 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 it jumped off, right, um and then I just started touring all over the world and just kind of relentlessly being on the road for like nine months a year and now it's pretty much all I know how to do.
0: How do you go from having that kind of i guess influence or that i guess working in that kind of genre to um what you're in now is it is it difficult as a musician or is it really just? being a fan of music and being a talented individual it's easy to flow in between those spaces
3: um i think you know uh uh it's it's the more you work at it the 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 easier it gets you know what i mean like the more you play shows and feel comfortable on stage you can kind of do whatever you feel like so uh i just try to stay stay up on it and, and stay on stage i'm not like sitting at home like writing songs all the time and practicing and playing guitar at home but um <laughs> Uh, but I do stay up on it by just constantly playing shows and trying to not let that like mechanism fail.
0: Right. So yeah, um, if you're on that road nine months a year, right yeah. it's kind of hard to to get stale.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe the the material does, but that's what keeps you writing new
0: stuff. You know. Right.
3: So do you just, have any
0: I guess influences uh, other than TLC? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I,
3: I mean, I'm I'm a big Stevie Wonder guy and Sam Cooke. Yeah. I've been doing these these tours. Uh, I'm about guys. to go on tour doing a, a sam cook show um that's been a lot of fun um and so yeah i'm kind of just into like that otis redding zone and like shaka khan and nice elton john and i don't know just kind of like those classic dudes that and ladies that, that just write a song and,
0: and is there going to be and a, an album supporting the the sam cook tour um i don't
3: know per se I'm gonna, I'm gonna record a lot of the shows and see what i can put together but it might just be like kind of a collectible, kind of like vinyl release or something that I do, and just, you know, um, I don't really see the world needing, like, a full-on release and campaign of, of you know, my versions of Sam Cooke's songs. You know what I mean? Because the originals are just so good. But There will be some really sweet t-shirts, though, for sale. I, oh, yeah. I disagree. Dolly
0: Parton. Uh, We need an album. Let's, let's talk about it over the break. Are you listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast? We'll be back after this on AM 1130
2: and 103.5 FM. <laughs> You could win a grand in your hand. One thousand dollars, one thousand dollars is up for grabs every hour, weekdays from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Financial Fortitude with Dale Creed,
3: Francis, and Ryan Litfin. We used to ride horses. Now we drive cars. Investment vehicles.
0: friends are coming over tonight.
3: All right, that is not my music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, going to play some of your music. <laughs> Why were you mistaken? <laughs> Maybe it to cover that song. <laughs> <laughs> that is, of course, Sam Cooke. We're going back to. <laughs> that is not Sam Cooke. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. My, my bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> we are of course back we are hanging out with the folks from Modest Brewing we've got Harmar superstar in the studio and uh, we've got Sean Cook uh, joining us as co-host we uh, we left off uh, talking about I guess Sean's musical influences, uh, and trying to talk him into releasing a supporting album for, uh, his upcoming tour. Uh, if folks want to find out about that tour, where should they find out about
3: it? Let's go to com. We're going all over the U.S. right now and then going to go international probably next year, hopefully. So
0: nice. Yeah. What does the international tour consist of for you? What's that like?
3: Uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of planning. I mean, I, I pay for everything. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of a, uh, you know, it's a lot of, uh, me buying plane tickets and <laughs> making sure everybody shows up but uh <laughs> but i mean you know normally I, I try to hit like you know spain and france and england and um you know i've definitely done a bunch of tours in australia and mm-hmm. uh, i like mexico city a lot so i don't know i just try to get everywhere do you have a uh, favorite place to tour um i have a i have a really good time in france uh yeah i've been touring there a lot in the last few years and um What's they, what's so
0: great about France?
3: They really like rock and roll, and they just like like kind of like an, an a bold stage persona. So people are just like super into it, and the, it's like kind of a uh, caught on really well there. I guess I I, I like it. Best where people like me a lot.
0: Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I go to my parents' house. My mom <laughs> likes <yeah. Exactly. laughs> it exactly. An old familiar feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we uh, we haven't really talked much about the beer, of course. Let's let's get into it. If folks uh, come to the release, uh, what can they expect for for beer, guys?
2: Um, so it's uh, like the name uh, suggests. It's all going to be in tall boys. So if you come to the tap room, we're cracking a can for you. Um, it is a four and a half percent light lager. Fermented with lime and tangerine fruit, uh, so it's super super crushable. It's kind of got a nice like sour kick to it uh, from the lime juice. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be, uh, yeah, like I said, all in tall boys. Uh, and then we'll also have um, uh, two different uh, two different new releases that that day as well. Uh, one will be a double dry hop double IPA called uh, Double Ghost Vision, mm-hmm. and the other one will be uh, an imperial stout brewed with uh, Belgian waffles and maple syrup. Belgian waffles and maple syrup. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's called what? Waffle grip you were seeing in waffle the break. Waffle grip. Yep. What is what is a waffle grip?
2: Waffle grip is the uh, is the bottom of the uh, vans shoes. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. I thought it
3: was some sort of like GI Joe like special movie. Yeah,
2: the Well, everything grip. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> so you've
1: named a beer after the bottom of your shoe. That's that classic It's That classic, great, great flavor. It's that classic rubber. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the label off the beer malt. may not
3: feature <laughs> syrup spread on the bottom of a shoe. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a sticky part. Party.
0: <laughs> so how do, how does the creative genius come up with a waffle grip? Who gets the idea to put a waffle and syrup into a into a beer? Somebody uh
2: Keegan is that a Keegan. breakfast idea. <laughs> yeah. He was just point fingers. Yeah, yeah. Keegan that wasn't he's uh, Yeah, he's not here so we can uh we can <laughs> talk a little smack, but uh, uh yeah, he uh, uh he just was like, I want to do this thing and we're, So okay. does it does it is
0: yeah. it taste like
2: waffles? It it yeah it does it's it's pretty crazy but it's not a malted waffle it's not a belgian yeast though but it's not a belgian yeast yeah so okay. i don't want to uh, disappoint any belgian fans or turn away any belgian haters Round two. Of our <laughs> but but you don't want to turn away any Belgian haters? I don't want to. T- yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> but yeah. I suppose,
4: yeah.
2: No. All are welcome, even the Belgians. Belgians yeah. are also welcome. Yeah. Our, our brew house is Belgian, so we can't say anything bad about them. Each pint has 9,000 calories.
3: <laughs> You're probably not far off. <laughs> <I am. laughs> 9,
2: it's worth it. <laughs> Brewed with real Belgians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Well, um, see, we do have some news to get to. Here, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. The Brewers Association uh, put out some numbers. It looks like uh, craft export growth slows to single digits in 2017. Uh, it's released by their uh, economists. Uh, say these numbers represent an all-time high for craft brewer exports, but say things have slowed down. Uh, in each of the last three years. Seems like a bit of a contradictory statement.
1: It's a way to put a negative spin on sling rate, Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: So uh, let's see. Speaking with Brewbound, uh, BA Export Development Program Manager Steve Parr attributed the slower growth to the maturation of the organization's export development program, which is now in its 14th year, as well as increased competition from breweries in those international markets. What do you guys think, um, the slowed, uh, I guess, international growth of of craft beer is that a a signal of of things to come? We seem to hit this topic at least once a month here on the show. There's the uh, the idea of the the market, I guess, contracting, the the bubble bursting, and, and changes to the uh, the craft beer market. What are, you, what are you guys' thoughts on on things?
2: Well, I I think it's uh, I, I personally I, I see a lot of um, uh, craft breweries, uh, popping up in other countries as well, mm-hmm. where those, those exports like, um, uh, I was just recently, um, on my honeymoon in Ireland and you could get founders pretty much everywhere. Um, you could of course get like Lagunitas everywhere cause they're now owned by Heineken. Um, but I think, yeah, everything's kind of becoming smaller and more localized, mm-hmm. um, where you don't have to get an all day IPA that's been shipped across, uh, Across the ocean to where you know your local brewer on you know in Dublin could make a right you know, uh, another you know, similar IPA. Yeah,
0: what's what's been your experience, Sean? You're you're a man of the world.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean there's there's craft beer everywhere now. I mean yeah, just like like mm-hmm. like you were saying, I was wondering actually, um, do you see sales like slow down when the the weather gets nicer out? Do people like want to drink more of like a you know like a, just something like light, lighter? You know what I'm saying or like sure. like less yeah. less. Thick IPA ish, kind of alcohol. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah well, I mean, it, there's definitely a uh, a swing in the low, uh, the low alcohol, the the, the lighter beers, um, the uh, the stouts and the porters and the, those kind of beers kind of generally uh, start to t- tune down a little bit. Yeah, um, but this is a perfect
3: opportunity for Harmar superstar modests. Bye-bye 16-ounce personal Talboy Best Summer Ever beer to swoop in and be right. a crushable citrus lager. Exactly. This man has made a plug before
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm halfway through a keg right
1: now. I'm doing all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Speaking maybe to some of that uh, contraction uh, this week, Green Flash, uh, yeah. bankrupt, dun, 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 dun. now owned by uh, Comerica Bank. Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, on that?
2: Um, it's great for- bank. <laughs> I, I love really sure their, I love their baseball yeah. fields. Yeah, right. Great, yeah. Golf, great golf. <laughs> uh, that's it's crazy. It's crazy news, but it, it, it's uh, this is kind of like the, the final. Uh, the, the final uh, news point because it, it just seems like every month I feel like there is something new from Green Flash, mm-hmm. uh, something bad.
0: New yeah, Green closing Flash. closing uh, one of their breweries, closing a tasting room, closing, yeah. uh, and it's like just yeah. the dominoes kind of all yeah. lined up. Right? Yeah. Do you think it, do, it speaks to the the market as a whole, or do you think it speaks to businesses that maybe don't set themselves up? For success, it seems like mm-hmm. green flash might have been one of those entities that may have gone too big, too fast yeah. and yep. and yep. when changes happened, they weren't able to adapt i yeah. think
1: I think yeah. you're right with both of those parts that um it's it's sort of the market's evolving and if a company doesn't see the changes they have to make adjustments on the fly mm-hmm. and there were a lot of breweries that were fighting over national space um at that mm-hmm. time so it seems natural that you would turn around and fight for that national space and all of a sudden you find that there's no ground underneath you and it falls out from underneath you yep. you have to see that coming you have to not be the blockbuster of the world and see red box <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes yeah
0: yeah no it's you know it's 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 interesting. I think we're going to see um, a lot more changes. I think the market is only going to change more. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see. Hopefully there's not too many more green flashes, but it's, the, I think, the the signal of a, of a healthy marketplace when changes like that happen. So um, thank you so much again to all our guests. Thanks to Hamar Superstar. Thanks to the folks at Modest for stopping in. Thanks to Sean for keeping me company today. I appreciate it. Woo! Yeah. Thanks for, uh, Thanks for sharing the show. Us. And uh, we will catch you next time at the Minnesota Beercast. Yeah. See so, ya. Yeah.
1: It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes me feel mellow. Whiskey's too rough, champagne costs too much. to puts my mouth in gear. This little refrain should
3: help. 24 hours a day, every day of the year. We're here with the latest forecast at the top and bottom of every hour. And we're willing to share it with you. Sounds pretty awesome. Twin Cities News Talk, AM
1: 1130.
5: From the Cremation Society of
4: Minnesota Weather Center.
5: And tonight in- Juno from uh, Chop Liver Productions. for having us out here for this is our fourth, I, th- I think so. I think this is our fourth time here uh, for the uh, the Rare Beer Fest. So uh, it's always really one of my highlights of the year, one of my most anticipated events. Uh, it really is a blast. So thank you to Mark, thank you to Juno Chop Liver Productions. Another home run this year with the uh, Northern Lights Rare Beer Fest. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Always, uh, always a fantastic event. Always great food. Always great beer. Um, and speaking of great beer. We're joined by Will from Ale Asylum. Thanks for joining us, Will.
6: Oh, absolutely. Happy to be here. So you guys are fairly new to, to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. We just launched late last year. We've been uh, been around over a decade out of out of Madison, Wisconsin, but uh, finally spreading our wings across the border. I know uh, Ale Asylum is one of those uh, those beers where when I used to uh, trek to
0: Wisconsin and, and still do every once in a while to, to grab beer. Ale Asylum was one of those beers that I would grab off the shelf and be like, "Thank you, Wisconsin." Is that one of the uh, the downsides of uh, Sunday liquor sales? No, no, because I can buy Ale Asylum on a Sunday in Minnesota now.
5: But I mean, like, there are still some beers that you can't from Wisconsin that you can't get in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Maybe you would get those on the occasional Sunday that you cross the border to pick up. But now you you can still go there and get them if you want. But you don't have to go on Sunday. Hopefully,
6: Hudson's not too upset with us because they still do have a wider. election <laughs> right
0: right yeah you know it's that's how the market plays
6: out yeah, sometimes that's
5: right you know what it gives the wisconsin beers more incentive to come sell in minnesota there you oh, go absolutely. so there you go yeah yeah it so works for, out for us both ways <laughs> happy folks, to bridge the divide
0: yeah. <laughs> for folks that don't know for folks that aren't like me that haven't been buying ale asylum for a long time now give folks a little history a little backstory on on the history of the beer
6: yeah, so uh, we, were, we were actually one of the first breweries in uh, open in Madison proper. Uh, 2006, uh, our team came together, and uh, Hopalicious became a, a flagship, a real hit uh, in Madison, and has really ballooned out from there. Yeah. Uh, now we've become, uh, after an expansion like four or five years ago, we, uh, we've got a 20,000-barrel brew house now that uh, ready to expand if need be, if uh, Minnesotans turn to turn out to be as thirsty as we, we think they might be. Right. So, yeah, we've got four year-round beers here, uh, adding a fifth here momentarily with 12-ounce curl, Czech-style Pilsner, uh, and then uh, a lineup of seasonals as well. Uh, constant IPA coming through, we brew a lot of them but, uh, but yeah, walk us through
0: your, your seasonal, I guess your your flagships and your seasonals what do you offer on a regular basis from Ale Asylum sure,
6: yeah, so Hopalicious is our American Pale Ale, easy drinking cascade hop, something that's uh, for everybody, little uh, little citrusy, little biscuity is that, We've got, is that your flagship you would say? yep, yeah, so we do about half our volume with that and, and the reason being, it's if you're hop head it's great because it's something that's nice and sessionable if you don't love hops that's okay it's balanced out nicely with uh, with a nice biscuity malt so it's it's a hop forward beer that you can still pour out of a pitcher and make everybody happy there you go um, then we've got velveteen habit hop is sort of big brother or maybe big cousin uh, adding the citra hop in there really juicy seven and a half percent but it sneaks up on you uh, then we've got Madtown Nut Brown, just a nice, like that's our our one true just full malty beer, caramely nutty, still goes down pretty easy. And then Ambergeddon, a West Coast style amber uh, that's got a little bit more of an assertive hop profile to it. And at 6.8%, I like to think of as a nice little beer jacket beer. There you go. (laughs) Nice. What would you bring uh, for us tonight for the Rare Beer Fest? So we've got our barley wine, which, if not the first tapping ever, is definitely the first tapping of the barley wine in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, we brewed it for the first time this year. Clocks in at a, at a cool 10.2% ABV, but drinks pretty smooth. Not a lot of bitterness that you get from a lot of those bigger barley wines. Uh, heavy on the, on the caramel, a little bit of butterscotch. Uh, and, and goes down real smooth. That's that's what I've been having short pours of. Uh. So is it more of an English barley wine? Yeah, English style. Yep. Okay, very good. And the other beer you brought? And, and the other beer is uh, Kink, which is a Belgian Abbey style ale. Uh, we brought our 2015 uh, keg-aged version of it. So that one's got some, some candied sugar notes, a little sour cherry. Um, just a, a real nice... Uh, very Belgiany, <laughs> uh, get that nice yeast characteristic and is mellowed out a little bit uh, from the three years of aging. So very nice, yeah. very cool.
0: So, what are the uh, the long term plans for uh, Ale Asylum in Minnesota? I know you guys are still kind of testing the waters here and seeing how the how the market reacts. and And um, are you really focused on the Twin Cities, or are you looking south of the Metro, Rochester, north towards Duluth? How are things looking?
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, any and all of those actually. Uh, so. We've uh, yeah, we've been focused on the Twin Cities primarily, but we've done uh beer festivals in Rochester and St. Cloud and we'll shortly be expanding out to Brainerd and Duluth uh and and just sort of ring out from there. We've we've got three of us here throughout the state making sure that, you know, we can spread good beer to <laughs> all the fine people of Minnesota no matter what corner of the state. Um, and yeah, the uh, Heading into summer here, excited to have a Hefeweizen coming out called Unshadowed and 12-ounce curl, uh, Czech-style pills. So some definitely uh, ballooning outward in terms of geography and in terms of style. Make sure we got a little bit of something for everyone. Very good, yeah. Well, welcome to Minnesota. Yeah, thanks. How long, how
5: long have you said
6: you've been in the market so far now? It's uh, been uh, just under five months. Okay. How's yeah. it going? Any, it's, it's going great. Have you, you know? have you noticed anything
5: unique about sort of the Minnesota consumer base? Is it Has, has what you've expected to sell sold or any it, surprises?
6: I guess what's been interesting is that, you know, while Hopalicious is our flagship in Wisconsin, Uh, We've seen a more even split amongst our beers. Madtown Nut Brown, throughout these colder months, has been what we like to think of as a snowblower beer. You know, (laughs) something that's uh, I like that. It's it's dark in color, but still pretty easy drinking. but the, uh, the IPAs have really paced with hopolicious very well. So, Velveteen Habit and then Hush Money is the, the one we've got out right now that's just really unique. It's made with a New Zealand hop called Hollertau Blanc that gives it sort of a white wine-like profile and mm-hmm. when I sample people on that one, they tend to sort of, you know, cock their head a little bit and be like, what, ooh, what is this? This is an IPA? Like this is so unique and uh, it's 7.8% is the, the knowledge I drop on them after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> very
5: so. nice. Well cool. Well yeah. very cool. I'm going to uh I'm going to head downstairs to try your barley wine cuz there are there aren't a lot of barley wines here tonight I've noticed. No, there's yeah. not You but might have the only one actually. They might. They might. I don't know. I'm, I haven't seen too many. I'm happy once. we planned it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm excited to check it out. Welcome. I'm excited to have you in Minnesota. Absolutely. We'll Thanks, have to guys. have you guys Absolutely. on again. sometime. Don't be a stranger.
0: Come back. Oh, we'll do. here. Right.
5: Sounds good.
2: All right. More Thanks, Minnesota well. Beercast right,
5: coming from the Northern Lights Rare Beer Fest
2: right after this. Great deals are happening now during Menards Construction Sale. Get more storage space with Dakota Shelving. Bullnose Shelving has one finish, rounded edge, and is perfect for laundry rooms, pantries, and closets. Eleven and a quarter inch deep, by four foot long Bullnose Shelves in white or wheat oak are only 99 cents each after rebate. Stop in and save big.
5: Aircast, It's getting a little late. It's getting a little loud. It's getting a little rowdy. It is. But we're having a fantastic time, and the, uh, the beers here have been top-notch phenomenal. I mean, if you haven't been to this event, make sure to come next year. This is... Uh, this is the one event you really shouldn't miss.
0: Always a good time. Speaking of uh, good beers and good friends and good times, we're joined by Tom from uh, Bemidji Brewing. How are you doing, Tom?
5: I'm
4: doing well, guys. Thanks
0: for having me on. Absolutely. What uh, What did you guys bring to this event?
4: Uh, We try to showcase our sours and some of our just uh, bigger, more obscure beers at this event. So we've got two sours on right now, both of them barrel-aged for over a year each and a whole mix of different wine barrels. Uh, I've got an Oud Bruin Creek, so a sour brown aged on cherries. Um, Our sour program only uses local whole fruit, so we don't use purees or extracts or anything like that. So it's kind of a fun fun thing that we've been doing. And then we also have a honeyberry sour, which is uh, kind of an uh, obscure Fruit that uh, isn't too available across the U.S. It's kind of like an arctic blueberry. So yeah,
0: it's, uh, I've never heard of a, a honeyberry.
4: It, it looks like an elongated blueberry, but it's um, the juice of it is like the darkest purple you've ever seen. It's it's like the it's almost black with how like dark the juice is. So. That's cool. Where would a uh, where would a guy find something like that? Uh, well, we're pouring here tonight as far as the beer, or the honeyberry itself. The honeyberry, like
0: I've I've never like I don't know. I've seen plenty of fruit like out hiking raspberries to find once right in a while up. stuff like that but never have i seen a honeyberry
4: right so it's actually related to uh to the columbine or the honeysuckle all right and, and it's much more of like a northern canada canada fruit all right. and uh there's an orchard outside of bemidji that grows a ton of them so we're one of their few commercial accounts and uh yeah so it's uh it's, it's very much uh, an obscure fruit that we have access to do you believe him
0: <laughs> you just, uh, you story? I, I don't know I'm not sure I'm, I'm, I've am i got a suspicious eye on Tom I'm not <laughs> right
5: it's like, the, it, it's like the, the the high school girlfriend yeah. oh, it's a Canadian fruit yeah, right. yeah. funny I, I, I tried it when I went to Niagara Falls it was great
0: <laughs> funny enough that's what my high school girlfriend used to call me was <laughs> honeyberry
5: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I'll have, uh, have to swing by your booth and try that here real quick
4: right on yeah. and then uh, we, we we just released our uh, Maple Barrel Aged Double Porter yesterday in the tap room, and uh, we have a uh, you know kind of the the one keg that's escaped the tap room that's down at the festival tonight as well.
0: Yeah, it's been quite a while since we've had you guys on. We have a lot to catch up on. Um, I think since we've had you on last, you guys have a, a kitchen open in the tap room now. Is that correct?
4: That's true. So we have a, a kitchen, full menu. Uh, we do lunch and dinner service. Uh, so it's really been an evolution of our tap room and and what we bring to the community and and how we approach selling beer and pairing beer and and just uh, the opportunities that are present for for kind of bringing the food and beer realm together in our own space versus uh, the food truck scene, which has been fun for sure. However, in a place like Bemidji, it doesn't offer the opportunities that a lot of other uh, locales do. So for us, bringing food in-house was a a fun thing to do to be able to just give folks more options on that front.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it for... A while, um, you know that that the food, in my opinion, is part of the next evolution of the the beer and, and tap room experience. Um, you know, food trucks are fine to a certain extent, but you're you're very limited in in what you can offer. And as a proprietor, you are somewhat limited to somebody else's whims to a certain sure. extent, right? Sure. Um, you know, if if they're available to show up, who's available to show up, what they can offer, and what experience they
4: give your customers, yeah. right? That's and very true. And you have no control over the quality. It's true. It's true. So kind of vertically integrating on that, has been uh, it's been an interesting adventure. Um, personally, like all the founders, we, we don't have any food experience coming into the group, so we consulted, we hired folks from the community that, that have that experience experience and it's been a pleasant integration into the into the tap room and, and uh, we're really happy we can kind of bring that to the community
0: so what what can I expect when I come to Bemidji uh, Brewing next uh, to visit the tap room what kind of food am I gonna look for like Sliders, pizza. What what kind of menu do you guys have?
4: Well, those are uh, two keywords for sure. We try to have on the menu at all times, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's one thing that's kind of a constant exploration. So we're always trying to incorporate more local ingredients. We've incorporated uh, a garden at the brewery as well, so we're trying to use fresh nice. herbs and, and, and produce wherever possible. Um, we've got we've got some great local farmers in the area, so it's been uh, for a small food offering as far as the menu and a food producer that we are. It's, it's it's been surprising how accessible local food and, and, and produce is, even to something you know as northern and kind of rural as Bemidji is. Um, so yeah, we always try to keep burgers. We have some gyros on the menu as well, and uh, smoked trout, and try to try to incorporate the fishing element wherever we can.
0: Yeah, smoked trout. That that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I I wouldn't mind walking into a uh, a tap room and having some
5: smoked trout with my beer. And why haven't you invited the Minnesota Cast up to do a show? <laughs>
4: <laughs> From your tavern, yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to sit down with you guys tonight. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. We'll be up next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. No, I would love to come do a show again there uh, sometime soon. Actually, it was a lot of fun last time we were up there, and uh, always loved right. coming through. Without me, didn't you? Uh, yeah, you were invited. I think you had a thing. Yeah. So I, I don't I know. Was on vacation. Yeah. yeah. So I had fun at Bemidji. Um I hope you we had did. fun yeah. doing <laughs> your thing. So. I think I think that was out of town. Yeah. 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 Mm. That's a Bummer. how oh, you missed out <laughs> you, you can stay home next time too i'll keep it all I to feel myself like a
5: jerk for asking why he has not invited yeah. us up yet. yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah see how you are so what um, what has the reception been like from uh, customers for the uh, the kitchen and the tap room? Has it been pretty warm reception? Is it uh, kind of a strange concept going from the the food truck and local offerings to having that whole dining experience there? What's the reception been like?
4: You know that's a that's a great question. It's something that we're. We're still trying to answer ourselves and find out where our spot and where our role in downtown food offerings for Bemidji really fits, because um, we don't want to be a, a, a direct competitor to a lot of our accounts that have our beers on tap as well, are yeah. you know they rely on their dinner hours and food service to, to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, we, we're trying to find where you know our menu fits in with the other offerings downtown, and maybe what's missing within the, the cuisine offerings. Um, but overall, I think it's been great for the tap room because you know it's like having having groups come through, and it tends to be such a communal space where there's you know we're fortunate there aren't very many you know lonely souls drinking in the tap room. It's it's usually groups of people coming through. Yeah. And If we can if we can have people hang out there longer and, and, and be able to to. Um, you know offer anybody wants a bite and maybe um yeah for sure and them from from wandering elsewhere you know we'll take that and, and and it's been good overall yeah
0: and has the i know we talked about the consumers a little bit have the the local businesses where you are on tap has there been any kind of cold shoulders or are they pretty embracing of the fact that you guys are are investing in the in the community and in yourselves and and you're a part of of downtown bemidji
4: you know, overall, I believe that it's uh, it's been a it's been a welcome reception of being downtown. Um, you know, that was something that we were we didn't really know to, how to perceive at the beginning if, if we were going to be viewed purely as competition or as cooperation or how it was going to be. But but really, we've had a, a really warm reception. And and the role of the tap room, it's like we're not open till one a.m. or two a.m. So there, there's this other role that you know a traditional bar restaurant plays in the downtown community that that uh, I feel like we found a good fit for ourselves.
0: And uh, what's next for uh, for beers at Bemidji? What do you guys have coming out for uh, for beers on tap?
4: Well, besides the Maple Double Porter that was just released, uh, which will be on tap until it's gone, hopefully for uh, you know a little more than a week, we'll see. We didn't do a whole lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got the Vertical Pale Ale coming out, which is one of my favorite beers that we do. It's uh, it's all Minnesota malt from Vertical Malting in Fisher, Minnesota, just west of us. Yeah. So it's kind of our local maltster. Um, so it's, it's kind of a session strength pale ale, 4.4. 4.5% um, Modern Hops, Mosaic, Equinauts uh, uh, Eldorado so it's just a super drinkable hoppy, delicious beer that's got some delicious local malt in it and uh, and we love working with those guys whenever we can so to be able to feature a beer for kind of a long term seasonal, we'll run that one for 6 months um, is something we look forward to every year.
0: Yeah that's, that's one of the, the really unique um, things that I don't think we've talked about too much on the show is the idea of of, of local malt you know i think people talk about local hops during um you know the the wet harvest time sure. of year um but local malt doesn't get i don't think uh, a ton of of conversation uh, why do you think that is tom
4: that's a great question i think um, you know hops just have such a such a popular role in brewing right now for everybody, it's like, you know, of of course, it's like IPA's risen to the top as the number one style sold, and it's easily identifiable flavors, it's it's really intense, and that's awesome, you know, we love hops, we love local hops, wherever we can get them, but I think malt is just, you know, it's kind of the unsung hero, and, and it can create that complexity that, that, Relies upon the completion of that balance of the beer, and and also I think uh, specialty malts and kind of your caramel malts and roasted malts. If you can get those fresh, it's it's kind of the equivalent of getting fresh hops. You know, it's like your flavor. That was going to be my question. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know a lot about it. So
5: would you would would, would, would the average drinker, would the average consumer notice a difference between sure. fresh local malt? Because there's a distinct difference with hops, and you know, sure. when they're fresh, when they're local, when they're obviously, you know, wet hopped and fresh hopped uh, is a big thing, and, and there's a reason you definitely notice a difference. Right. What, what would
4: the difference be to the average drinker with sure. fresh local hop or malt? You know, I, I think the opportunity really exists with those specialty malts. It's got the caramel, the roasted malts. Um, you know, if you open a bag of English chocolate malt, it smells great, right? It's cocoa-y, it's chocolatey, it's roasty. Right. But when you open a bag of roasted malt that was roasted yesterday, it's, like, over-the-top delicious intense. You know, like, it, it's everything you wanted that bag of English chocolate malt to be, but at a different level. And, uh, and that's exciting because it's, like, it's just something, you, you know, we, we as Midwest brewers and, and lack of, like, a local specialty malt option... We haven't had an opportunity to experience.
0: What are your thoughts on the, the terroir of of local malts? Is there a legit, tangible difference? Can you can you taste the terroir in Central Minnesota malt versus North Dakota malt?
4: That's a good question. I think that's something that we're trying to figure out. You know, I think um, so. Vertical malt, in particular, who we've worked with so far, and then the biggest aspect is that's kind of what we're trying to figure out. Is we we want to be able to use their malts in large enough capacity to to have that data, and they want to be able to have that feedback loop um, because we we'd love to be able to say, yeah, there there is a difference in that. There is, you know, the, the northern Minnesota climate or the northwest Minnesota climate can actually offer something that isn't found elsewhere in malt and if that exists you know we'd love to prove that
0: very good well thank you so much Tom from Mitchy Brewing for, uh, for joining us here let's uh, let's get together soon whether it's here or uh, or up in the tap room man I uh, I always love visiting with you guys and it's good to see you man
5: it's me, always, I always all about manager. you
0: Drew. <laughs> right. it all right. is. All right. we'll see you next time Thanks, Tom. this little song is more to the point Roll out the barrel and
1: lend me your ears I like beer It makes me a jolly good fellow